Dancing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way that we live. It's the way that we live. And I Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Melissa. And I'm Reese. And this is To Ellen Back, Back, Generation Generation Q Edition. The final chapter. At least of season two, but maybe forever. Yeah, it hasn't been renewed yet. But maybe by the time this episode comes out, it will have been. Yeah. And they're really asking for for that renewal in the end of this episode, aren't they? (laughs) Yeah, they're really submitting a strong bid to the the people for a renewal of the series. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like the 10th commandment. It is over um, for the season. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like this is like there were 10 commandments. Uh-huh. There were 10 episodes of yeah. this season. Like, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Every episode after one of the commandments. Exactly. They should yeah. have. And this one would have been thou shall not covet thy neighbor's wife. Oh. That was a really good pull. Yeah. Oh my God. I've peaked. I'm done. Yeah. All I could think of was steal or lie. And I was like, oh. <laughs> What's the one that's really weird and specific to the olden days? There, yeah, I was just thinking there are 10. Wow. <laughs> I've tried to do this before because Catholicism. I don't know. I'll have to watch the film. <laughs> Maybe I'm thinking of how there's one of the amendment, one of the Bill of Rights is weird. The one about how you shouldn't be forced to have an army in your house. How you can't quarter us, be yeah. forced to quarter a soldier. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 One of the Ten Commandments is like, you can't be forced to have God in your home, I guess. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. There's the one about false idols, which is always kind of. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's. Yeah. Which is kind of. You actually can't kind have of date in. God in your home. <laughs> right. I uh, I have seen both Ten Commandments movies, the silent one and the one from the 50s with Charles Heston. So. Wow. Well, I've seen fact. a number of movies starring Kristen Stewart. Well, that's nice. And we've all seen this episode of Gen Q, Ooh. which is episode 210, Last Call. It is directed by Marja Lewis Ryan. It is written by Marja and Christina Bozeman. Um, Christina Bozeman is a new writer on this season and is a new writer in on television in general. Um, her previous credits are showrunner's assistant on girls and writer's assistant on camping. So this person is coming from Lena Dunham land, mm. which I will present without comment. Um, <laughs> Should we do it? Yeah, let's get into the episode. Well, I'm already upset. Because <laughs> of because of the intervention? An intervention is a last ditch. Like after someone has failed at sobriety multiple times. And mm-hmm. the point of the intervention is for people to share specific details about how this person's mm-hmm. addiction has harmed them, which they refuse to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I Ooh. want just up front to say that I have decided to rebrand. <laughs> I'm leading with love and light this episode. Oh, wow. Wow. I was like Incredible. drinking a cookies and cream milkshake while I watched it. That's so nice. Ooh, that kind that of improved smart. the experience. Uh-huh. Um, and I just feel ready once again to lead with love and light. Okay. I just want you to know that going in. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to still be an angry bitch. And that's totally fine. I think that'll okay. be good. Yeah. For I'm going to be leading balances. with love and light, but I'm going to fail at it. <laughs> and I've already failed. <laughs> no, I agree. I don't. It really genuinely does not make any sense. However, since I was, as aforementioned, leading with love and light, uh-huh. um, I have just simply decided that this is a story that they wanted to tell. 
Uh I don't understand why it's (laughs) happening. Mm -hmm. And I've simply decided to not think about it too much. Okay. That's going to be tough for the podcast. So true. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just going to keep going. I have no thoughts. Head empty, actually. That sounds so pleasant. (laughs) Wow. Just like Alice brought a meat and cheese plate. And you're just like, yes, she did. (laughs) She did. And I loved that. Um, The thing about it is like, Reese, I think you said this in your recap. There's so many ways for Finley to have realized that she has hit a bottom that we haven't seen a ton of on television that could have been really interesting and nuanced. She could have had to go to AA as a result of her drunk driving ticket or felony or misdemeanor, whatever the outcome of that was. I think it's a misdemeanor. I guess it is a misdemeanor, right? Because she would have had bail if it had been a felony. Although maybe she did and they just left that out. <laughs> and also it wouldn't have, it would have only been a felony if she'd breathed like really, 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 really high because it would be her first offense. She didn't hurt anyone. So there are so many other ways for her to have realized that she does in fact have a problem and mm-hmm. be kind of taken aback by that and knocked out of her seat. And instead we've skipped once again, like 16 steps. And we're like, the only way for an alcoholic to know that they've hit rock bottom is all their friends circle them up and tell them that. Yeah. Which is just, it's not going to work for Finley because she's just going to feel embarrassed. It's also not going to work insofar as like, again, like you do an intervention when someone has failed at sobriety multiple times. This was kind of the thing I was trying to get to with the Sophie conversation, the Sophie like big fight too, where I kept being like, Finley's just going to say, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Like give me an example of what (laughs) this hasn't been broached ever, except for this drunk fight with Sophie. Yeah. And that seems to be the extent of it. So like to have someone walk in to a room and be met with a lot of people who are like, we're really worried about you. We think that this is important for you to go off to like an inpatient program is Mm -hmm. like such a wild jump. Anyway, Alice did bring a meat and cheese plate, which I loved. She also points, she's like, I'm just in my 20s. Well, first of all, she says like, it was just one night. And then Mike is like, it's not just one night. And I was like, oh, really? Tell me more. Yeah. And no, but she was like, what about you guys in your 20s? And she said it to Shane. And I was like, you know, that's not a bad point because what did Shane do for the entire original series? Every time she was upset, alcohol Mm -hmm. and drugs. Every time she literally cops had showed up, which is the sign of whether or not you're an alcoholic is that the (laughs) cops are there. She would have been charged with a felony DUI. Like she did crash a car. Right. Yeah. Well, drunk and on coke into a highway overpass and then (laughs) stumble home with blood on her face. Yeah. I yeah. Like, Sophie says she thinks it feels fast and I was like, I agree. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Here we are. Yes, thank you. Yeah. I just don't But also Alice being like, I mean, what the fuck were your twenties uh, like, dude? No, no, don't do that. Mine were amazing. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> there are some really good lines in like the last three episodes. Yeah. Where we're like, this doesn't make any sense. That's true. They do get their little quips off and good for them. I really yeah. liked Finley saying they're like a German word. For a surprise party with like really bad vibes. I enjoyed that line. <laughs> My note was the German yeah. word is intervention. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> that is by yeah. definition a surprise party with horrible vibes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Finley's like, I'm not going to this fancy rehab facility that Alice is going to pay for. Right. And is like, bye. Um, Which I think is because of how it was broached. Yeah. More so than anything. Because like, first of all, who wouldn't? 
go to a fancy i mean she's basically setting her to a spa even if yeah. you weren't addicted to anything you would say yes but she's humiliated right it's it's just it doesn't make any sense there, you know who's not leaving with love and light is all <laughs> these people in this room like there's no attempt to explain why they're worried about her yeah there's why no are they worried about her why? how has their drinking affected yeah. any of them like what, what what the scary nights are why we're doing this now like yeah what yeah um and so of course she doesn't want to go and she storms out yeah then we go to Bet and Pippa in bed. They're deciding which rhinestone cowboy hats to wear to the CAC gala tonight. <laughs> and I, at this point in my notes, wrote, imagine if she chooses Tina, LMAO. <laughs> I want these two women to be together in a big way. Uh-huh. And that's simply not what my future is. Even from this scene, you can tell. When Pippa's like getting dressed and putting on like her oversized flannel and like futzing with her hair, she looked really cute. She's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> it's, there's, it's, <laughs> I mean, I don't want to be shallow, but it, and I don't want to be mean to Laura Holloman, but it just, or Tina, but it's just, it's just, I, I don't, I, I <sighs> even just, even without a comparison, she's extremely beautiful. She's wildly talented. Wildly talented. Bet has been obsessed with her for years. First yeah. of all, you've landed your biggest celebrity crush. Like, right. She's, emotionally available and like competent uh-huh this is it you've this is the jackpot you've hit it also remember this list that that had at the beginning of the season of all the qualities like we've done it yeah we, we checked them all yeah imagine if like i was dating desert alcavon and i was like you know what i'm gonna do steal my ex from rosie o'donnell like no how thrilling my ex is with rosie o'donnell and we get to all hang out and i'm dating desert alcavon that'd be amazing <laughs> yeah that's the dream right there also, Bet does something that I do all the time, which is like she tries she tries to make a statement that she thinks will be cute to Pippa. Or she's like, I'd feel even better if you were there. And then Pippa's like, really? What does that and mean? And then I'm always more? like, oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. But she basically is like, my instinct is that you still have feelings for Tina. And you know what? Carrie has that same instinct. And also Drew has that same instinct. And you know yeah. what they say about instincts? Three instincts do not yeah, make Three instincts wrong. make one intervention, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. and everyone gets spa water. And that is the circle of life. The other thing that happens here is that Bet takes a call from Tina and Angie doesn't want to go to Marcus's funeral. Yeah. That's what we Which learn. Um, sure. Yeah. I don't think she should have to go to his funeral. <laughs> I, don't I also don't think that. Um, speaking of Angie. Yeah. I would like everyone to take a moment to welcome back to the stage. Caring, thoughtful girlfriend. Jordy. Yes. Jordy. yes. Prom is over and she yeah. is back focused mm. on being her actual character that was established in season one. <laughs> She is attentive. She's uh -huh. receptive. Uh -huh. She was just like a promzilla. Yeah. <laughs> right. But she seems to have bounced back from losing prom incredibly fast. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, we all, but you have to bounce back from losing prom. Yeah. You know, again, Drew bounced back from losing prom. I did. And I really lost prom. <laughs> you, yeah, you lost prom in total. Yeah. Um, we didn't have prom queen campaigns at my high school. It was a write in ballot. Every oh, wow. Like, oh, I suppose you pulled names out of a hat. Oh, wow. You went to such a strange school. I forget. <laughs> all the time um angie is like puttering around doing planning for some weekend trip where she wants to share a room with jordy mm -hmm. hello nice. and kayla texts her saying that she wants to see her and angie's freaking out about whether she wants her to go to the funeral mm -hmm. um and then jordy comforts her and as we've stated on this podcast we love a hug between girlfriends yes mm -hmm. a nice loving hug jordy goes like full Goodwill hunting and just keeps being like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not yeah. your fault. Speaking of girlfriends, Gigi and Danny both have some very high necked blouses on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they look 
fantastic. They look like they're about to go step on some girls on the internet. Oh, I wish I was that girl on the internet. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. So they're like walking in for court. Although I did note that this is this was a little bit close to when Bet and Jody matched that one episode, and so Ooh. then I got a little nervous. Yeah, the episode, the endless breakup. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, it wasn't like color scheme matching, but the necks on the blouses yeah. were just a little too close for comfort. It was a little Romeo and Michelle. Mm. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> um, Apparently, Danny's meeting Gigi's family tonight, and mm-hmm. that's exciting. Mm-hmm. And then I guess Danny has she's going to trial, and someone walks by and is like, "Your dad is guilty," or something. And fully <laughs> shoulder checks her. It's yeah. very high school locker. What room. is her dad charged with? Well, eventually we'll find out that he's like killed a bunch of people. Yeah, like this is and this is not it, what they established in the season no, one. No, and there's no talk at this point of any of the morality of any of it. So at this point, I'm like, what? I guess we'll solve it somehow, sort of. I I don't understand what the show... If it is as bad as they then frame it to be, then Danny is terrible. Yeah, then Danny should not be... Like, like, for even considering to go along with it. Like, we'll get to it. Good for her, I guess. But, like, what? If this is what they were doing, why didn't they tell a whistleblower story? That would have been so much more exciting. And they could have had a protest of 10 to 15 people Uh with signs drawn, hand-drawn by Bette Porter with lots of Oh, which I realized when I was pulling the like stills for socials that the way they say the chant in the protest in the last episode is, is weird. Like (laughs) they don't do like, Hey, Hey, ho, ho. They just go, Hey, ho. (laughs) And it like the beat is off. Anyways, that's not important, but um, it is, it is important. (laughs) Gigi has to do a quick emotional check-in because she has to do one of those before noon every day or she will wither up and die. I don't know. And I do love that for her. And I thought it was very funny that Danny was like, if I need anything, I'll ask. Okay. Okay. Like, Gigi has fully therapized her. That's beautiful. And then Gigi does one of the things I really dislike on TV. But as Drew knows, I don't talk to myself very frequently. Drew does. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's you can you can um, reveal that. And I don't love on TV when someone delivers a line that's supposed to go to the person. Danny goes, I'll let you know if I need anything, turns around and walks away. And she simply cannot hear Gigi at this point. And Gigi goes, I hope that's true. I don't know why. It just bugs me. I would do that. I don't think it's how people speak. <laughs> I think I might. <laughs> but I'm. But you can be bothered by me. It's, well, it wouldn't bother me because I you wouldn't, wouldn't even know. know. Doing. Right. You guys have had so many conversations that you don't even know. Yeah, what kind of... What Who knows pithy, what your relationship really is. What pithy one-liners is Drew getting off when I go to, the, like, go to my room? I would only do it if it was like... I don't know. It's probably because I've watched so much television <laughs> that there are things that people don't do, but now I do them because they're on television. You know, I started talking to myself during the pandemic. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I make a lot of little noises. I'm like, because I realized boop, 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 beep kind mm, of person yeah. instead of like a out loud vocal reactor. I just realized I could be talking to myself, and why not? Yeah, you know, yeah. You Sometimes, like, I found like now if I'm really upset at somebody, instead of actually telling them I'm upset about them, which would get us closer to solving the problem, mm. um, I just talk to them all day out loud alone mm. revising huh. my monologue that i will deliver to them but i don't oh yeah so that's one way to uh, let, let me really know how that works out for you to thrive yeah yeah i'm doing um actually fantastic so then speaking of people who are doing fantastic bang 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 time shane and tess are fucking getting it on and then tess brings up finley while they're fucking and that is a choice that i wouldn't make <laughs> She's like, we have to fire Finley because we're enabling her by letting her work at the bar. You know, I really admire, like, Tess is really sticking. What, wh- who Finley is, what 
Finley needs. That's not relevant. What's relevant is her preconceived notions about what a person Mm -hmm. needs to get better. And she is going to impose them on the situation regardless. And that is dedication. It feels like the writers read like a wiki how article about like your friends and alcoholic (laughs) and have just been going from there. They definitely didn't read one called how to do an intervention because if they had, they would have seen that they shouldn't do one and that they wouldn't apply. And then maybe they didn't even read a wiki how article. They just watched a bunch of movies where other people had not read wiki how articles. I honestly think they watched intervention. (laughs) Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) You know, this TV show. Yeah, Yeah, I know. I know it. I was going to say maybe they've watched the intervention episode of private practice, but I actually think that's a great episode. So I would never bring it up here in this context. Another great intervention episode is La Ennui from season one of the L word when they have an intervention with Tina and bad about how boring they are. Oh, that is a fun one. I thought of that often during this episode and how fun that was. I wish I was watching that. Mm -hmm. So she literally interrupts Shane to talk about Mm -hmm. which is awful. And then now that that's already been ruined, then her mom calls Then she says they need to hire a new GM and then she's moving to Las Vegas. Yeah. They can do long distance. Seems like a good option. Yeah. It seems like a great option. It's a great really option. Short distance. Not, yeah. Like, I'm in a long distance relationship right now. That person yeah. lives in another country. I am too. My girlfriend lives in Santa Monica. <laughs> exactly. And <laughs> Santa Monica on a bad day is about as far from here as Vegas. <laughs> it feels as far. It, it does feel as far as Vegas. And the other thing about Vegas is that, and I apologize to anyone who lives there. I will say I've been there like 20 times I dated someone who was from there. So I've stayed there like extensive periods of time. So I'm not speaking from ignorance. I would not want to live there. In really. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And I don't imagine it would be a great place for Shane. To no, live either. The point. Shane owns a whole bag <laughs> yeah. in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like, yeah this is probably where her therapist is. She owns a, a whole business. It's uh-huh. not just like, oh, I could find another job. It's like, <laughs> what are we going to do with the You'd have to, yeah. Also, like, this is maybe callous, but were we led to believe Tess's mom is at as far as her health? Like, is right. she dying? Like, how long is this trip going to be? What is the... Yeah. yeah. And speaking of time, which we shouldn't, because I have now <laughs> analyzed the full scope of time on this series, and it would be better if we just ignored it. Sure. Tess and Shane have been dating for, I don't know, a week? Yes, but you have to remember that they've been in love since the first moment they saw each That's other. That's true. So yeah. that was about two months ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She says they can do long distance, but she does ask Shane to go with her. Yeah, I would never do that ever. No. I would never ask anyone to come with me. I mean, if I was with, if someone was like my partner of four years, yeah, maybe. Absolutely. Yeah. If, but someone of two weeks, I would be that's like, this insane. is definitely going to freak them out. Yeah. Sometimes I feel embarrassed that I asked Drew and Alex to move in with me. I've been <laughs> friends for years. I'm really glad you did. I am too, but sometimes I'm like, wow. And it was also, I was looking for, uh, I was looking for a place, you know? Right, there were You reasons. didn't ask me to move to Vegas with you. I would have said no. <laughs> Actually, I did have a, a girlfriend ask me to move to Vegas with her and I said yes. And then I started having panics about it and was like, I can't do it. And then we didn't move. I didn't move to Vegas. Hmm. To Vegas specifically. Yeah, which is interesting. I can't believe I didn't think about that until this very moment. I've lived so much life. I do think there's like a shared queer experience here of being asked to move Mm -hmm. somewhere or asking someone to move somewhere a little prematurely saying that gently because I've done it. Anyway, something I've never done is watch Great British Bake Off, but... um, Oh, I have. And Alice is doing a... Yes, Alice is doing a bit with Paul Hollywood. We don't see Paul Hollywood. He does not make a cameo. That would have been very bizarre and fun. Yeah, that would have been a funny... They didn't have any cameos this season, really. Not really. Oh, wait, they did. Lena Waithe. We didn't have any, like, people being themselves like we did last year. Oh, yeah. We didn't get to, like, see Alice interview someone on her show. Right. Except old lesbians who might have been their real selves. We never settled (laughs) They weren't. They weren't. I found them in the casting call. Oh, wow. So I don't even know if they were gay. Wow. (laughs) 
portrayal. <laughs> Alice comes off stage and is talking to Sophie about her last days on set and mm-hmm. says that Sophie can stay at her place mm-hmm. while she goes on her book tour. Mm-hmm. And Sophie's like, I'm not moving out. Why would I? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What I like is no one ever answers these questions. No, no. What I like is that, nope. What I don't like is that Sophie should have just taken her up on that regardless. You could go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Stay yeah. in Alice's Bring Finley. fancy house. Yeah. Like, yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, I would say yes, because I'd want to stay in her house. Yeah. Because it would be right. nice. But also the other thing is that Sophie's house is really nice, too. Yeah, it's a good for, point. Because it's TV. That's the problem. You can't really offer this on TV because people in TV live outside of their means. Right. That house that Sophie lives in where her and Micah are paying the rent for the whole thing. No. no. Right. That's like a $5,000 a month house. Yeah. But like if my boss were going out of town for a book tour and was like, for 12 you weeks, could stay in my home. I simply absolutely would. Yeah. Um, well, Tom <laughs> arrives with a magazine. He's like, say hello to a cis man named Tom. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, he's very excited that he was written about in the press. And yeah, it's like it's cute. glowing. It's yeah. really yeah. cute. Uh, but then things go south because Alice gets a bad review from the New York Times and she decides to take that out on Tom, which, you know, sometimes you do that with the person who you're dating. But again, they haven't been dating long enough for you to do that. <laughs> but again, it's just, we're going to keep it moving. Yeah, we're going to... That's the sort of thing where you would do that to like someone who you'd been with for... I mean, I know he was her editor, so there's also that, but like... I'm still just like, can you be, you just hooked up with your ex and it was this whole thing. Can you just try to be a little bit Be nice to him. Yeah. I thought his bit about his face was also very fun. Yeah, that was funny. What do you mean? What do I look like? Also, I liked that he reminded me of me in this thing and that he didn't realize Alice was actually mad at him at first. Like she, she, when she was like, who's responsible for that? He's like, that would be me. And then he slowly was like, oh, wait a second. She's like legitimately (laughs) mad. Um, Yeah. We go to shops. The shops. Our queer elder trio are like terrorizing a container store on the east side. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Another episode of let's project our own things onto everyone else's things. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Uh-huh. That literally tells Shane to move to Las Vegas because uh-huh. when you find love like that, you shouldn't let it go. Hilariously, because I brought this up last episode, Ben has not given one piece of advice <laughs> all season. In fact, people have directly asked her and she's like, I simply couldn't say. Yeah, I, I, I don't have the answer for you. I don't think Shane even asked if she should move with Tess and Bet was like, I have an answer for you. Here's what you should do. I mean, if my friend was dating Jamie Clayton, okay. I might be like, yeah, you don't want to, you, you might do whatever you got to do. But I do think they can just make long distance work. Yeah. Because it's not like she's moving there permanently. Yeah. And if she does, then Shane can eventually move there. Yeah, they can figure it out. Right. There are some plans to be made in yeah. Los Angeles yeah. with regard to, again, Dana's bar. Yeah. Owning a company is a lot of responsibility. You're kind of stuck with it forever. Um, also, Beth's complaining about how Pippa thinks that she's in love with Tina and Alice. They're, they're sort of like... Alice and Jane are like, LOL, you are. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. And they start going down this like questionnaire of well what if this happened and what Mm -hmm. if tina showed up and what if shane shares that carrie was having cold feet which is oh boy she's like if tina was to show up at your doorstep right now well i wouldn't know because i'm here with you and she says i'm in love with you and i want to try again what do you say oh my god what would you say it's a flawed premise seriously Okay, you know what? I wasn't going to say anything, but bet if you were having any doubts about Tina getting married. I am not having any doubts about Tina getting married. Carrie is having cold feet. Wait, what? 
How do you know that? All I'm saying is, if there was ever a time to win her back, I think it's now or never. And then Betty's like, hmm. And I'm like, mm, like, I've never liked Tina more than when she's with Carrie. Why are they, why are they, why? Well, because. Because of the people on in our comment sections who are thrilled about it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not against Ben and Tina. <gasps> God, sometimes I forget about our age difference. Um, sorry, they're shopping literally for Tina and Carrie's wedding. Right. Yes. When, is, when is that when, happening? When's the wedding? How far away is it? Palm Springs, apparently, but I don't even know what day it is. At least no one's interrupting at the altar. Like, right. it could have been worse. If you're buying gifts, like the venue has been right. reserved. There's right. dates in mind. Yes. So this is a whole thing. Um, I did think it was very funny that Shane called Alice's show basically just bits. She's like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you just do little goofs. Like you yeah. don't really do anything. And also I would like to ask how many blue suits that Alice owns. She looks cute in this one. This one is good. I love it. I liked the Dumb and Dumber suit also. I like this one better. You know what my favorite monochrome look of the season is? Remember when she was wearing that like emerald green collared tank? Mm. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. the green pants. Yeah. I loved it. Mm -hmm. Alice's clothes this season have been so good. Yeah. Yes. Then my whole mind is blown <laughs> when we go to court. The smallest court for the biggest case I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, the witness says that Danny's dad is responsible for the death of <laughs> half a million Americans. Like directly responsible uh -huh. because he knew that something was extra addictive. We're in like extra. Yeah. And he actively covered it up. And this is apparently the first time that Danny has ever heard about this or even heard rumors about this because she starts to have a bit of a panic attack. But what was her dad even arrested? Like, were the Sacklers arrested? Weren't they just investigated and fined? I don't think a Sackler is sitting in jail. No. Like, they would be put on trial and, and like, their punishment would be money. They'd be have to give money. Yeah. Like, the Sacklers have to give, like, billions of dollars to, like, rehabs. Yeah, hmm. I don't know enough about the Sacklers. I have seen maybe five documentaries about the opioid crisis and read maybe five long form articles about it for uh -huh. a total of maybe 25 hours of immersion in this topic. And I don't understand where the, where this family fits in to the uh -huh. big, bigger narrative. Cause apparently the Sacklers also exist in this world. Right. right. Um, they're not, but they're also not mentioning like Purdue Pharma, which manufactured it or anything. And I just can't I think really you might know out. more about the real life scenario than, than they do. I actually would agree with you because I, and, and actually we still don't really understand why was he arrested? Why did he get to leave if he was arrested? Like what, because he was like saying the board lied to him about stuff. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, right. What was the FBI raiding his home over? Like yeah. what does his company do? I thought they did real estate. Yeah, I don't, I have I, no idea. I have no idea, but I do know that finally Danny has understood that there are moral implications <laughs> to people dying and uh, Gigi like encourages Danny to leave. Yeah. And the lawyer is like, you can't, that's not how this works. Like you'll be held in contempt of court. And then instead of being like, well, okay, Danny go on the stand and just plead the fifth. Gigi's like, I know it's hard, but just try to be a fucking human being for a second. Look at her. She needs time. We don't have time. That's your fucking problem. Want to go? Danny, you'll be held in criminal contempt of court. They will find you. Go fuck yourself. Also, like, it could have been so much more. Okay. <laughs> I'm aware that this is like maybe corny, but this is a soap opera. 
I don't understand why they didn't take the opportunity to have Danny get on the stand and have her little panic, like have the moment, like she could have been on the stand. They could have been like, do you realize that your father killed ha like half a million people? And mm -hmm. then she could have been like, it could have hit her. And then she could have had this big, beautiful moment of realizing that she was wrong and Bet was right and that she has been bad and blah, blah, blah. And she turns on her dad. It's yes. emotional. It's dramatic. Theater, drama, boom, boom. And then we could move on into her going to Gigi's family and like having new family. Yes. Instead of this non-drama weird thing. Yeah, and again, and the what smallest courtroom I've ever seen <laughs> for a case of this alleged Give me possible drama. nature. Like, I think I'm just so confused why they constantly are manufacturing drama, but not ever actually even utilizing what they manufacture. Right, exactly. Like the DUI, they're not using yeah. it at all. Yeah. At all. And I also don't, why even like the Kayla thing, the Kay, like the, or the Marcus Allenwood thing, like yeah. there are all of these opportunities to make things better. Was this all about COVID? Because other shows shot during COVID. Correct. I mean, I don't, I don't think you can blame this on COVID. <laughs> <laughs> like you said, like that's such an obvious opportunity. And that's set in They're the same in the, set. It's in the same set. So like, there were, it's not like that would have changed their production. Yeah. This episode was like 45 minutes long. They had like at least, they could have pulled another 15 minutes. I'll let them off the hook for how small the courtroom is for COVID <laughs> reasons, but I'll, but like, it, there's no reason you couldn't have used that small courtroom better. Um, we do get to hear Gigi say, go fuck yourself, which I love. Yes, it's always enjoyable to see Gigi and like protector. Yeah, because she loves mama girlfriend mode. Speaking of like sort of protector mama girlfriend mode, <laughs> Sophie and Finley are back at the house and Finley is talking about her day. She got fired and they, of course, start to fight about Finley drinking because Finley's going to make macaroni and cheese. And then they're, they're cute for a second, like Sophie seems, but then they kiss and suddenly kissing is when she can smell the alcohol. Yeah. Well, and she like spills something out of the pot, which I think yeah. is supposed to be like <laughs> maybe drunk, which is like for us as clumsy people, like yeah. sometimes we just knock shit over. I don't know. Right. Um, also, this is the first time that they've introduced the possibility that Finley is like the secretly drinking during the day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Sophie's like, says she is going to leave not like permanently, but just has to get out of here because she's stuck in this cycle with Finley and it's just like too much. And I just think that this sudden escalation, it just makes it so much easier for someone who doesn't drink during the day or doesn't, you know, pee in a hallway or doesn't X, Y, Z that we've seen Finley do in only the last three episodes, mm -hmm. watch this show and go, well, that's an alcoholic. And so I have nothing to examine in my own life mm -hmm. about alcohol, which is like, then why did we do this story? Right. Like, what is the point of alcoholism storylines on TV if not to sort of try to get people, not all to think that they're alcoholics, but like to start conversations and start thought processes? And this just makes it so easy for somebody to watch this and go, oh, well, I'm nothing like that. Yeah. And along those lines, they don't draw a distinction. They still haven't drawn a distinction between Finley's drinking and anyone else's drinking. And they've like avoided many opportunities to, to do that. And this was so frustrating because she was like, Finley was like, I just have to do it my own way. And so he was like, you've been doing it your way and you got a fucking DUI. Like, you actually don't have to be an alcoholic to get a DUI. Right. Yeah. You need to, like, if you're a person of that size, you can have two drinks and you can get a DUI. Like, that is not, they think it's this bomb they're dropping in the middle of the road. Oh my God, a DUI. Oh my God, she's an alcoholic. But no, that's not actually, does, right. it's not doing what they think it's going to do. Yeah. And I'm so confused why they introduced it, if not to get her into counseling or to right. get her, right. you know, she has fines to pay. She has a, probably yeah. a court date. Like, she has a point in her license. Like, these are all these repercussions. And I was annoyed to have to see them play out. But now I'm even more annoyed 
that instead of playing them out, that is seemingly gone. Like yeah. it's just I mean, completely she was, she was fired by Tess and Shane and right. doesn't, and there's no comment about like, you are in money problems yeah. right now because of the DUI. Like yeah. there's like, this is the worst time for you to get fired. There's no talk of that. There's still just, no recognition that this DUI was not solely her fault. Yeah. Or like, even as you said, it, you don't have to be an alcoholic to get a DUI. Like, not solely her fault, but like genuinely a mistake. Like the closest they get is when she says, I had a really bad night. And the, the answer to that is, no, you pretty consistently use alcohol in this way that is worrying to mm-hmm. us. But instead they're like, no, you got a DUI. What right. do you get about how that's horrible? Yeah. Like, how about no, every time you're sad, you start drinking. Right. Or yeah. how about before you hooked up with Sophie, you had never had sober sex before. Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff is more indicative of a problem than just you had too many drinks and we didn't plan to take a lift, which was dumb. Right. And Sophie was even drunker than Finley was. And in season one, when Tess was sort of Finley's buddy and sort of taking care of her, but then of course relapse, which is also a mishandling of a situation on this show. Like it was getting towards a really nuanced. Yeah. What does it look like when someone drinks unhealthily and doesn't really understand that because we think that's how you're supposed to drink in your 20s? Like right. really saying that makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And why didn't they have these conversations? Like why did they make that DUI like that what happened so ambiguous in terms of right. whose fault it was or like whose or some, not fault, but responsibility it was? Yeah. If not to do anything with that, if just the next episode to have Sophie be like, it's 100% on you, you have a problem. Yeah. I don't. And last episode we're flinging back and forth between Sophie can't find Finley and people bringing alcohol to teenagers to drink before prom. Right. And I mean, and if it was being told more realistically, it would also be more interesting. Right. Like what I was saying last (laughs) week of like artistically, like it would be more interesting. Both like people would be able to find identification with it and that could be really helpful. And also in general, it just would be a better story. Right. It would be better television. It'd be less predictable and make more sense. So it's just like, I don't get it. Yeah. And I feel like this, because what you're saying about like how people could look at this and feel about it, like that she says that they don't take that time to actually address like, no, this is actually what your problem is. Not these weird things we've created for three episodes. The problems are all of these things that we observed as as watchers of the show. But literally, we've observed it and talked about it so much that I think sometimes I forget that the show hasn't done it at all. Right. Yeah, the show doesn't seem concerned at all with the fact that Finley has never had sober sex. Like they are like, that's that's totally fine. What yeah. happens yeah. is that is that she got behind the wheel of a car one night and like, to be clear, drunk driving bad. is bad. No but one, yeah. Is not the end all be all of Finley's drinking problem. Right. Yeah. She, we've never even seen her drive drunk before. Yeah. She uh, rides a bird around, which you actually <laughs> can get a DUI. Well, I don't know about on a bird. You can get a DUI on a bike. But you can on a bike. Yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. A scene that I did like mm-hmm. in this television program <laughs> mm-hmm. is the next one, mm-hmm. which is Kayla and Angie and Jordy meet up. Mm-hmm. They're all swinging on a swing set. It's very sweet. And Angie, this was actually, I felt like a really revealing line of dialogue about what she's kind of going through. She doesn't want Kayla to feel like she has to cater to her when mm-hmm. Kayla's dad just died. Like I thought that was really yeah, something. It is. And Kayla like, wants Angie to know who he was because like she's also lost a parent it would be nice if like his memory was I don't know I just thought this was really lovely and I did against my own yeah same Mm -hmm. burst into tears when this list came out which is basically at the memorial services Kayla like took Angie's list of questions and asked all of her I feel like I'm getting emotional right now asked all of her family to like answer them and reminisce on stuff and I just think that's really lovely yeah Yeah, that was nice beautiful Your mom brought by the questions to the hospital. 
And um, I went around and had my family answer them. Oh my God. Oh, you did not have to do that. Um, <laughs> dude, thank you so much. Can people have the best stories? Really? Yeah. Which one's your favorite? And I would have watched 15 more minutes of this than some other stuff that happens in this episode. Yeah. Like perhaps the next scene. When Danny is waiting at her dad's place and he gets home, she's like, I'm sorry, I couldn't take the stand. And he's like, you'll do it tomorrow. And she's like, no. What I love about this is that she's Is the details? Nope. (laughs) The details of her outfit are what I was going to say. She's changed outfits from when she was at court, but she's still in business attire. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Still in slacks. Yeah. If I'd gone home and changed out of my clothes from my fancy <laughs> court clothes. Yeah. Maybe jeans. Danny is either in running clothes or business casual. I feel like That's this might have been a time that called for athleisure. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. She says she can't see her dad anymore. Is is she going to apologize to Bat? <laughs> no idea. Doesn't happen in this episode. Um, it's time for Alice's goodbye party. And again, Alice's dress is really cute, consistent with the theme this season of Alice wearing really cute outfits. Um, and Tom is really rolling with the punches with this with this kid. You know, it's because she sent a bunch of lobster gummies to him, which I think is cute. I hope they had weed in them. <laughs> I wish I was. No. Ten pounds is a lot of gummies to send. Yeah. But I think the idea is yeah, really funny. Is and Bet is trying to like suss out the situation with Carrie and Bet also in the background of this right. scene. But more now, importantly, Alice is on the bestseller list. Did you know that the New York Times bestseller list doesn't actually count like number of books you've sold? There's a whole ranking like weighted system. I don't know anything about it and I was confused. I was like, wait, the book hasn't come out yet. How's it already on the bestseller list? I I don't understand. It preferences pre-sales and it does like, there's a bunch Mm. of different things that Mm -hmm. I listened to a books presentation at work from our books department. And there's just like a bunch of things that go into it that are not just raw numbers. Uh The book has sold more copies than everything else in America this Hmm. week. Interesting. Just in case anyone wanted to know. I did. I genuinely was like, ask question (laughs) about, yeah. Well, whatever it is, I'm sure that this show took the time to look into it and make sure that this would make sense for Alice. Yes, absolutely. Um, So Tess comes in and Shane's like, okay, let's talk. And Shane's like, I have roots here. And I am like, what is happening? How she's like, I remember the first time I ever met you. First of all, the first time they ever met was when Tess said girls like us and all of us were confused. Yeah. And she was like, everyone knows you. Yes. Shane says she can't leave. Tess walks out crying. Shane follows, which I was excited about because I was like, is she not going to say anything else? Like, is she going to let this conversation end? I don't Why are get- they breaking up? It makes no <laughs> sense. So Shane runs after Tess and Tess is like, I can't believe this is what's going to take us down after everything. And I'm like, after what? what? <laughs> Why? It doesn't- Why? Why? My note says, Damn, bro, Tess talking about this relationship like they've been going to war. Like, what it's, has been happening? And why is it ending? It's long distance. You're lesbians. Yeah. Again, my girlfriend lives in Santa Monica. You know how long it takes to get to Santa Monica? Do you know how long it takes Just, to get to Toronto? Yeah. Bar. Let's go around and everybody brag about having a girlfriend. <laughs> okay, I get it. Fuck. <laughs> she just said today that they could try long distance. Yeah. Yeah. This day. This yeah. very day, yeah. 
Where has that gone? I don't know. Then they say I love you, and they she's kiss, like I'm in so. love with you. So that's some new information. I, I swear, like, what's happening? It's I feel. So did everyone stop trying? Come on! I know that these people, these people who have these jobs, are more talented than this episode or the last episode or the episode before that. I don't. Yeah, what's going I, on? I was loving the first, the first seven episodes of this year of this season. Even the first handful, I was. I, I your, enjoyed them. I was rereading your recaps. I was looking yeah. at the posts I posted, and I was like. Those were fun. Yeah, I was having a nice time. They were more of what the L word is normally, which is yeah. like, this is frustrating because people aren't like this in real life, but like in a fun way, as opposed yeah. to a human person would never act in this manner. Yeah, and, yeah, and is like, is anyone paying attention? Like, are Micah and Mar- Maribel, who aren't even in this fucking episode, are they going to... They sure aren't. Are they going to tell each other they love each other again? And that, like... People, you don't just walk outside and say, I'm in love with you. And that's some follow up to like why you're breaking up because you're not moving to Caesar's palace. Speaking of things that are fucking maddening and shouldn't be said on (laughs) television, Bet goes up to Tina and Carrie and this starts off the main chaos of this episode, (laughs) which is that Carrie leaves to go get drinks. Bet brings the... Sorry, first, Bet is nice to Carrie. Yes to get back in Tina's good graces for this conversation. Yes. Like, yeah, she's the nicest she's ever been to Carrie. Okay. Correct. Now then, uh, bet, uh, brings up Tina asking if bet is still in love with her. And then Tina's like, I'm getting married. And Beth's like, I just think we need to talk. And Tina's like, we don't need to talk. And I was like, yes. And yes. I was like, Go I was Tina. like, wow, is Tina going to reject Beth? I was very excited. Boundaries. Yeah. We very, love that. Yeah. Like short-lived. when she rejected Beth for Henry. Yeah, I know that. But the, <laughs> But I want her to be with Carrie. I didn't want her to be with Henry. Right. Um, that's the difference. Um, and then uh, Carrie comes back and's like, "She's in love with you." No. Haven't I been it saying that, Tina? Yes, you have. Over but it and over. Matter because I love you. You have no idea what it feels like to walk around trying to measure up to that woman. No one expects you to measure up to her. Do you hear yourself? What? Do you hear what you just said? No, I just mean that I wouldn't do that. Okay. I don't compare you, and right. I would never do that. I got it. Honey. Listen, I love you. I really do. Let's go home, Carrie. Come I on. can't do this anymore, too. I really can. I've tried, Dina. What did, what did she hear? I don't know how much she heard, but she did have a stance of someone who'd been standing there for a long ass time. I just want to say that I think it's like a rule of, I don't know, physics, algebra, geometry, something. If you've been together with somebody long enough to actually be engaged, your breakup is going to take like a little bit longer than 10, 15 seconds. I, I think maybe. But yeah, Tina yells at Bet. Pippa sees. It really couldn't have gone worse. Couldn't have gone worse. And I'm not worse. just talking about the acting. I am talking about what's on screen. Tina delivers the line to Carrie. No one expects you to measure up to her about bet, which is just devastating. Um, And then somehow Pippa just senses it. Well, I think the idea is that she heard one of like, she can just see that this has caused chaos and she knows that the thing she thought was going to happen was going to happen. I wrote this scene in fourth grade (laughs) is my feeling like the speed at which this all takes place and falls apart again these are incredibly dramatic things happening that could have really been, I know that you would have hated it because no one here, but like, I want her to be with Pippa because Pippa's a better partner. Yeah. I I think it would be like important and great for the show to like actually have a black character that, that Bet is dating who might be back for season three. That would be fantastic. But like in terms of the Bet and Tina drama, I'm kind of always here for it. Yeah. And I really think they could have, I mean, this is their core <laughs> drama. 
And this whole thing transpires in like two minutes of nothing. It reminds me of, it reminds me of lay girls. Like it reminds yeah. me of the, it reminds <laughs> me of Jenny Schechter's rewrites of the early L word season. Absolutely. Yeah. In that it's bad. Yeah. And again, this episode is the shortest episode we've had so far. And like, could have been longer. We could have had more conversation. I wasn't as mad about, I was mad about the speed with which this happened. Again, please remember leading with love and light. It's mm-hmm. new for me. Um, no, but genuinely I wasn't mad about the dialogue. I was mad about how fast it happened, but I was like, this feels chaotic. And finally some good fucking food. Was it like really good? No, but was it like, yeah. I've, been kind of hungry for a while so this tastes really good like mm. maybe i just i just like i don't with what's been set up with pit with with bed and pippa i combined i did their <laughs> ship pit. name their ship name um do they have a ship name Beppa? bippa bippa yeah i just created it um <laughs> i mean it's bippa or pit so. <laughs> pet pet mm, don't like that either. bippa okay so like what's been set up with bet and pippa like it's just to have bet say to this person like you know you've made me think about my queerness and my blackness in ways that i never had before and then to be like but but actually we're not going to get into any of our dynamic that's going to be really rushed in this season and it's mostly going to be around the fact that danny's dad is a bad person yeah and then i'm gonna go back with tina who didn't want to have a black child Mm -hmm. speaking of things that were confusing (laughs) time yep what where how? is this underground party that finley's attending you know how finley is always in the daytime going to these raves and like in a hoodie or like a jacket like she's overdressed for a rave yes it's too warm in there um remember that time though she wore two sweaters that's true so maybe she runs cold like she me. must run cold like you <laughs> unlike me and drew we would be i would honestly yeah. wear a sweater Sometimes I wore long sleeves and jeans to gay astrology. Yeah. That's impressive. So like somehow it's night, but, but then, then it's Finley emerges into the daytime. Well, I think the idea is that she's been dancing at the club <laughs> for like, is she doing Coke? Like, I don't think like alcohol, she's going to be able to go all night that way. Like she must, she must, she needs to get some other drugs in her. She should have nothing in her, but right. um, except poppers. Sophie's hand. Let's talk about poppers, <laughs> a real issue in the community. Um, first, she's having these Sophie flashbacks, which were cute, but also made me think like, you know, it'd be great is to, have, is to have flashbacks of like your problematic drinking behavior or something yeah. where you're right. like, we're actually seeing you connect these dots. Right. Um, but okay. Like, I mean, I love a highlight reel of my favorite chef that they have really, right. really... Really done a number on. Yeah. Then yes, she stumbles out in what I assumed was the morning, but could just be this whole thing was in the daytime. But could it be? Because why did they show night B roll right before uh, it? I assumed to establish that she was dancing all night long. I would go to this underground party and dance all night long. You would? I would. I mean, not right now. There's a pandemic outside, but I would. Okay. I I admire you. Uh, uh, Finley almost gets hit by a car and then I guess they make dies. it yeah they make it seem like she got hit by a car and I was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> and they were fucking kidding me but in a weird twisted way because no she's at Sophie's what I told I said I wasn't going to talk about time <laughs> she says she's going to go to rehab that's what we get has it been 24 hours since then you think also um, Finley says she's sorry and Sophie's like it's too late for that and I'm like is it why I'm, I, I don't even, I can't even. Okay. So then, okay. God damn it. I forgot how much uh, that annoyed My I was. My favorite but. part of this is that we cut directly from this conversation about Finley going to rehab to shots. 
Like the yeah. next frame yeah. is everyone doing shots. And by the way, with the time spraying, we don't, we don't have to, I don't have to get into this. No. With the time frame, literally everyone in this show has been drinking every single day except for Beth. Yeah. Okay. So Gigi <laughs> is introducing Danny to our whole family. She's wearing a great outfit for that event. And it's so cute. Mm-hmm. Like I just like, I was so, I was so, I was so happy for Danny with where this was going. I was yeah. like, yes, this is great. Cause she left her dad and it is, it is look, it's really hard to like cut off family and especially when like her dad's really her only family she has she just and lost Sophie and Sophie's people. family yeah but like it, it's just like you know like I really liked the idea that now she is being brought into this new family yeah. is it crazy considering how long she's been dating Gigi yes <laughs> um would anyone I'm dating ever meet my family within three months even of me dating them. Absolutely. Oh, not. really? I would do, I have no, I would do it earlier than that. Really? For sure. Yeah. Oh, well, well, we're all different people and that's beautiful, but <laughs> I was still happy about this. I was really like, I, 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 despite being complicit in the deaths of half a million people, <laughs> I really liked Danny and Gigi together. And I was like, Oh, this is overwhelming and cute. And I like yeah. this. Um, I like that Danny isn't evil anymore and I can stand Jeannie. Yeah. And Gigi like handles, like notes that Danny is freaking out and handles it so quickly yeah. and very yeah. in a very fun way. Like, all right, now we're just going to go have fun. Like, yeah. And also I think they're all speaking in Farsi, which is probably like, they're like, finally after Nat, you know, to have <laughs> this girl who like actually couldn't talk to them. Yeah. In Farsi is probably really great. And it seems really wonderful and happy. Oh, well, okay. I think nothing happens to change that. Okay. Um, back at Bet's. Bet's telling Angie that she's going to skip the CAC gala because, well, she doesn't say why, but it's because Pippa's going to be there. Just mm-hmm. so everyone knows at home. And she says that she has something for Angie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I again cried. Big. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, Jordan Hall just has a great face. She's yeah. such a good actor. Good and actor. this was really sweet. Like, this was a really yeah. sweet scene. Like, so Marcus did a painting that seems to be like of Angie when she was a kid, called her. And Angie tears up about it I want to yeah. say anyway it's really touching and moving and then she tells her to go to the show tonight because we don't know how much time we have left yeah just like okay yeah I was oh like I was like finally Beth comforting her daughter and like being the parent and then I was like oh nope she's back to being she's back to comforting Beth they have a real Gilmore Girls thing going <laughs> okay so then Alice is on a plane with Tom he goes to the bathroom, which I did really like this representation because I also need to I pee before I board the plane. Yeah, that's what I was gonna then say. I, I was also, like, do you would you get on the plane and immediately pee? Yes, <gasps> I have to. Why? Because I, I get anxious. I get anxious that I'm going to be like trapped and have to pee and not be able to get up, and I don't want it because I can't. If I'm even if, if you I, just peed in the airport, which is yes. the normal thing to do. Yes. I'll pee, I'll pee twice. I, I, I'm, I'm not mentally well. I didn't say I was mentally well, but I, I, because I, I, be, I can't, if I'm at the window seat or the middle seat, I cannot ever ask, like, I, I can't ask someone to get up if, or if they're sleeping or who knows. Like, so yeah. I'm always very scared about being trapped and having to pee and having to like hold it for six hours. And so I will, I will pee in the airport. Then boarding can take like 15 minutes and then I'll pee again in the plane. Wow. As soon as I get on the plane, it is, I'm just praying to God. I'm not going to have to pee in that console. The number of times I've peed on a plane is so minimal because I just instantly fall asleep and I wake up when we are touching back down. I pee right before I get on the plane. Yeah. Well, I'm to avoid it. But anyway, so Tom, Tom Tom goes to pee and then Alice (laughs) finds an engagement ring. But I think, okay. This to me was actually the most bananas part of the episode. I think that it's not an engagement ring. 
I, right. How could I it be? I think that it is. I think that it is Tom's ex-wife's. How, when did they get, when did they, when did Tom and his ex-wife break up? Why would I know that? He didn't have a what, ex-wife. He had an ex-girlfriend oh. who married his friend. Damn. I oh, think- right. I was really thinking like, it must be something else. Like it's an old ring from someone else that was returned. No, I guess he's proposing. That's bonkers. <laughs> that, they've been dating for three days. She just had sex with Nat. It was a whole thing. <laughs> Sorry. What's also bonkers is Alice goes, please be a pen. Please be a pen. Please be a pen. And I would just like to ask, what? <laughs> when have either of you ever used a pen that's shaped like an engagement <laughs> ring box? I think rich people have like the longer boxes for pens. Maybe she thought it was a miniature pen. Maybe she's into minis. <laughs> she should have been like, oh, please be earrings. Yeah. This, I was just like, come on. Come on, guys. Like, I know that everyone in the writer's room is smarter than this. What were they doing? This is so silly. It, mu- there mu- it must be something else. Like, I don't yeah, know what. must be planning But it must be something else. else. It makes no sense if it's he's he, proposing. That has not, it doesn't fit with his personality. It doesn't fit with their relationship. What would it be? What, what else but could I, it be? But I did it because as soon as I, I immediately told Gretchen about this, I was like, you will not believe this most insane thing of this episode. Mm-hmm. And... I really like was racking my brain for like what it could possibly be. Like, did he, it's his, he got it for a friend. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's his emotional support engagement ring, please. And if I were Alice and I saw that, I wouldn't think he's going to propose to me because it's been three days. Yeah. Actually, I would think, oh my God, I'm on a whirlwind romance and he's going to propose to me. Do you know what I would do? I, first of all, I wouldn't. You would directly through. communicate about it. I, well, yeah, but I wouldn't look through. Like, I wouldn't yeah. reach into the pocket of... I would be like, well, it's not an engagement ring because we've been together for three days, so I don't need to know what's in my very new significant other's pocket. I but would reach into the pocket. If I did, if I I'll did see... I'll be honest see, on this pod. <laughs> I would reach into the pocket. If I felt a box that seemed like an engagement ring and he had told me to put his jacket in the thing, I would... Why is it in the pocket but, of his but then, blazer? But then, what I would, but then what I would do... Also, yeah, putting it up there, like, that's an expensive ring. Anyways, I would or be like... It? I would be like, this fell out of your jacket and then he would be you know what i mean like i would lie so i'd either be very honest or not honest at all <laughs> i would never confront him about it i would just wow. sit with the knowledge i would be like this fell out of your pocket <laughs> Anna would be asleep i would, <laughs> yeah. I would look at that and go mm, not my i'd problem. actually be the one in the bathroom so it's my <laughs> ring <laughs> okay so drew has a ring to propose to me i dig in the pocket of drew's jacket uh-huh. sorry that's just me being honest about who i am as a yeah. person i look at it i go that's fucking weird then uh-huh. i put it back I sit uh-huh. down and I sleep for the next seven hours and see if he figures his shit out in the meantime. Great. What's happening next? Oh, Tess leaves Shane. Is that, <laughs> that's what I wrote down in my notes. I can't be right. Yeah, no, Tess, she wakes up and she gets a call. Tess, I guess she's moving pretty fast. She's dipping out on Shane in the middle of the night. Shane is fully asleep. And now we finally get back to the set of Shane's apartment. Also like, did, is Tess subletting her apartment? Did she pack? Where, what's happening? How long has it been since they, What? I don't know. I don't know. But then Sophie drops Finley off at a hotel. Yeah, so Sophie drops Finley off at rehab and it is I don't know. I just Do you guys think just play along with me here. <laughs> do you think that at fancy rehabs they still give those psych ward socks to people? <laughs> do you guys all no. know what those psych, psych ward socks I'm, are? Yeah, I'm familiar with the psych ward socks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think Finley gets a pair of those? No. Those are the nicest socks ever. <laughs> those are great to have. I was like, why aren't they kissing goodbye? Nothing. Finley asks if there if Sophie will still be here, and she says yes. And then and then Finley gets out, and there's some like nice valet guy. Like obviously they they didn't shoot this at a hotel because it is like a sort of the drop off situation is established for like multiple cars coming up. But I'm not like, secluded. I'm not super knowledgeable about this, so correct me if I'm wrong. But why doesn't she like go to a meeting first? Like why is she going to a fancy rehab facility? 
first. Yeah, that's what we've that's, been saying yeah, since the beginning. No idea. Okay. Like she hasn't even, not even a meeting. She hasn't even just said, I'm going to not drink tomorrow. Yeah. Right. She hasn't even done. Right. She hasn't even done that. She hasn't yeah. like gotten a therapist. Right. She hasn't talked to even one single person. About she hasn't this. even talked to Sophie about like, it. Like I get that Alice has money to throw around, but I, I don't get it. It doesn't don't, seem like the move. Which I, you've said in extensively, but like, I just like this. I think when they pull up, it, I was especially like, we're just jumping right to it. It wasn't like, <laughs> right. oh, I'll go to rehab, but we're going to see the steps in order to do I need rehab. It just was like, this was when I was like, oh, she's just going to rehab. The idea was she was going to leave that intervention and get in a car. Yeah. Which I think your point that they've only watched the television show intervention is correct. Right. And people on that show are on, I would say, like a, a much more traditional rock bottom path than we well, have found here with Finley. I, I feel like interventions conventionally are supposed to sort of be used as a last resort. Yeah. Like, right, right, right. like literally that's the point is every other thing has failed. Right. Yeah. And she hasn't tried anything. Okay. No one's tried yeah. anything around her. There's even, even like it's, medication that people can take to like, look like there's all these different things you can try before yeah. you go to, to rehab. But you know, I, I think suggest, and this is not from personal experience that she maybe try attending a 12 step meeting and see if she cries inconsolably yeah. the whole hour. <laughs> yeah. She can and, read a book and that might, that might do something for her. I don't know. Yeah. I'm going to mention this on the podcast. So you have to include it in the show notes, which is your essay about the recovering by Lizzie Jameson. Yeah. She, she could, could read, try reading that. Yeah. It might yeah. Help. Yeah. And if meetings aren't for her, then there's other things that she could find. There's just all so much, kinds so of things that she could do. Yeah. <laughs> also, so many meetings are on Zoom now that it's like, yeah. it's the the investment is so much lower than having Alice pay for this fancy rehab where like... To be fair, there wasn't it, Zoom like, in this in, world. Like, honestly, yeah, in real life, if this is real life... I mean, Zoom existed before the pandemic. That's true. If this is real life, the, the next day, Tess would be like, hey, you probably... Because first of all, Finley probably would have had to go to meetings as part of her DUI thing. Right. Would have been a better storyline. Right. And all. Tess would have been like, come with me. Right. I'm going to a meeting tonight. Come with me. That's literally exactly what would have happened. Right. I can't believe that that didn't happen in the first season when right. the opportunity presented right. itself. Right. right. Instead, they said, what if someone who is living soberly and trying to look out for another alcoholic relapsed? Yeah. And then we didn't <laughs> and have sex about, with the alcoholic. And then uh -huh. we didn't think about the baby alcoholic for like six more yeah. episodes. And then right. next season, we bring it back. She so had that, someone's right. fiance to have sex with. Like, oh. Tess didn't go to rehab. Yeah. Nope. And like, it's great. I mean, honestly, I would love to go to rehab. It seems really nice. Like the rehab that, that Alice described, right. they have a pool, they have yeah, a right. beach. You probably, you're going to talk about yourself all day. Yeah. You get really nice food. I bet instead of psych ward socks, they get like a fancy set of pajamas. Ooh. Yeah. She's probably going to be walking around in cashmere. She's going to like meet celebrities. She's going to have a great time. Um, but yeah, no, this is definitely like a pretty, a pretty dramatic a pretty dramatic choice. Also, when she's like, will you be here when I get out? How long is she going to be there? Maybe a week? It's going to cost I've, Alice I've, like 50,000 bucks. I have no idea. A day. <laughs> it makes no sense. I mean, it's just so frustrating. Um, also frustrating is that finally, I was so happy that Danny and Gigi were just like, it was so happy for them. And then, and then Danny gets arrested for contempt of court, which we already which discussed. So Doesn't really make sense. And also why did it have to, it's just, why? 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 Would they really try? Are they like, it's not like she's like a murderer. Like, yeah, do they really need to no, bust into no like, a, the cops need to go get her at dinner? This show, first of all, loves the cops. Yes. And second of all, um, I hated this. I hated a, it so much. It's so yeah. stupid. I did love Gigi arguing with the cops in the background because that's yeah, I like, that. like her whole deal. I just, um, yeah. why? It's just so interesting to me because clearly like 
you know, I get that they're trying to have all the different characters end with some sort of like big cliffhanger, except they're not because Micah's not even in this episode. So if we can... He was at the very beginning. He said to Finley, it's not one night. Oh, right. And then I was like, oh, what other nights was it? And then... Right. No one I said forgot anything. about him being at the intervention, but like we end Micah's storyline with him just like I guess becoming a husband, yeah, and like so. and mm-hmm. like is happy, yeah, and we don't even get to spend time with his storyline in the finale because they don't care about him because they simply do not care about telling trans stories. But we can't have like one other storyline and somewhat happily when she just had to confront the fact that her dad killed half a million people <laughs> and never speak to her father yeah, again. And us too. We've just had to confront yeah, the fact she that her can't dad. Just have, we can't just have like one couple, like there's enough other drama happening that is bad and manufactured. We can't just have this couple just like end with like things being pretty good. Nope. It's so boring. That's not how season finales work, Drew. I know that, but like, then do be more creative. If you have to have drama everywhere, then I make wanted drama a musical montage. And in the musical montage, in my mind, Tess and Finley are going to a meeting together. Beautiful. Um, and Sophie's at home writing in her diary mm. or masturbating. Sure. And Micah and Maribel are having a threesome with the hot doctor from, from the LGBT center. <laughs> and um, Danny and Gigi are just boning, raw boning after a nice night with the fam. That sounds like a great montage. And Danny's dad what, wait, what just goes, to, breaks the fourth wall, speaks directly to the camera and is like, I know that you guys, first of all, don't really understand my storyline and furthermore, don't care about it. So I'm going to see myself out. <laughs> you know why his, his, he got more screen time than Sophie's wonderful family. Yeah. Wonderful surprise transphobic family. Yes. He maybe got more screen time than Micah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, here we are. We've arrived at the CAC mm-hmm. and so has Pippa. Yeah. I love the red carpet at the art gallery love opening. Love the red carpet. Love that Pippa arrives in like a big car and there's yeah. people like interviewing her and taking photos of uh-huh. her. And this was like, do you have, is it just you? And then she like turns around as if that was about to. Yeah. Well, cause Beth is planning on going now. Her, her daughter's advice really settled into her soul. And she has this beautiful pair of wide leg pants that she would like to wear yeah, this these, evening. She has her own psych ward socks that she's <laughs> wearing covered in glitter. But then she opens the door and who's there, but. Hi. Hey. Um, what are you doing here? Can I come in? Tina. Tina Kennard. Tiny Tina. It's Tina. Tina's here. That's the episode. I knew she was going to be there. And the squeals of Bettina shippers everywhere. I'll lit up her. the night. I'll say it. I squealed a little bit. I was, I, I knew it was going to happen, but I was like, Ooh, you know what? But I think a lot of that was driven by, first of all, I want this show to get renewed. Cause even though I hate it, <laughs> I love it. Except for these last three episodes, I really have yeah. disliked. And this was a really, I would say this was the second worst episode of the season. Yeah, I think so. I think these last three, I would say these last three and the first one were like far worse than the other six. I would say the first one was far better than these last three. Yeah. And I would say that, yeah, I agree with your order of these last three. Yeah. This one is just, I mean, t- the engagement ring. I, it's so... But this one felt closer. I told Drew this. I feel like felt closer to being mad at the L word in the way that I love to be mad at the L word versus mm. thinking about whether I'm mad at the writers of the L word. You know what I mean? We wouldn't complain if it was better. We, right. We, there, I want to Remember the like karaoke it. episode? Even I, mean, I, I would love it. I would love it. over here. I really tried. 
Do you think I did any better? I don't. Yeah, I want to be excited about watching this show. I want to love this show. Are people watching it? I feel like general sentiment has been with us. Yeah. Right? Like in the comments of your recaps and stuff. Yeah. I think there was one person who was really mad. And so they didn't want to listen to the podcast anymore. Yeah. Which is fine. You don't have to. The great thing about podcasts and what I will say is I'm a bit of a hypocrite because I was about to say the great thing about podcasts is you don't have to listen to them. But the great thing about television shows is if you don't have to watch them. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, it will depend on a lot of things. I think it will depend on what the writer's room looks like. It will depend on what the like, I don't like, I just, I can't do this again. Like, <laughs> I can't, I can't. And yeah. I, I don't, I, it's just like, it is painful for me. Like it makes me feel the way that like, I don't know, watching the documentary disclosure made me feel like living in that headspace or like watching and writing about silence of the lambs like these things that are like these heavy representational failures that are artistic failures that are moral failures and just like make me feel bad about myself and about my community and i just and i i love the l word like i love the original show there's so much stuff that is like cringe inducing but the first four seasons which I think we all know are not perfect by any means. I still season love three them. Season three was really bad. I like season three more than season five, which I know is like a big disagreement. That's a, that we yeah, have, that's but, incorrect. Which is fine. We can all have our opinions. But um, I think I'm just like, I'm really not that harsh. About, I'm not the kind of person who is like, oh, this is transphobic and I hate it and I do blah, blah, blah. Like I am someone who's like arts complicated. Things don't have to be perfect, et cetera, et cetera. Like live in the complexity, but it's just, it's not it, like the last three episodes were not fun. I don't enjoy getting on this podcast and bitching about it. And so I might just like give the show back to the cis white lesbians and like, <laughs> and move on with my life. Yeah. I think that like my feelings about the show are very tied up in the fact that every week I have to spend, this might be a good moment. Talk about our fundraiser at Autostraddle, hmm. which is that every week I have to spend about a full-time amount of hours on the show like when it comes to like the recapping the screen caps like writing the recap takes mm, approximately forever (laughs) and then there is also like the podcast and watching and listen edits and all that stuff like the amount of time i have to spend with each episode is is extensive and so that's why when it's like not a good episode i get like more upset than a normal person probably would because i'm i'm like i just feel annoyed that i have to like I was enjoying recapping it a lot more before when I was like talking about the story and the characters and then, and I do realize like they kind of, I do feel like in terms of picking this certain thing with Finley that it was kind of like, first of all, how dare you? Like I just, it really, I was really unhappy with the stories that they chose. Yeah. For us as lesbians, I feel sad. Yeah. Right. Like for Reese, like you can't just watch the episode and be like, oh, what a bad episode of TV and just like move on with your life the way you could about some other show that you watch. And it's not quite hitting. I'm a little I'm one of those little mice that presses the lever to get the drug, the bad drug, you know, like, yeah, I will watch a bad show just for like two hot people kiss and that makes me happy or like there's some, you know, campy dialogue and that is fun or like someone throws a drink in someone's face like I've watched my fair share of bad television that I had fun watching and I just want this to be that I want yeah to be having fun and I think it's hard to to be doing I don't want to be like it's so hard to do this podcast because it's not it's very fun to talk with my friends and to talk to my friends who are listening like I love that part of it but it's tough to not 
even have the built-in like nostalgia factor of the original L word. Like mm. this is happening in real time right. to me as a person. <laughs> I'm watching it unfold in real time and having real emotions about it versus re-watching something which I've already emoted about and now right. I'm talking about yeah. like, what that felt like or right. whatever, you know? Yeah. I mean, something I will say is that I think oftentimes when we talk about media and representation in media, we frame things in this way that is linear and therefore we're like, oh, well, we'll excuse things in 2006 that we won't excuse now. Mm -hmm. And I do think that it would be helpful if we talked less, if we, if we didn't do that, <laughs> like if, because I think so often it's a lot more complicated than that. And I think, you know, this feeling of like, well, they should know better now it's like they should. And also there has been media that has been better than this. Maybe it wasn't like on Showtime, but there are aspects of the original L word that I think have better trans representation than the current iteration of the L word. Mm -hmm. And like, it's different. The problems are different. Um, but I think it's important to be able to talk about like, I don't know. I mean, and that's why I like doing this podcast. Cause I do think that like we both can have fun and critique um, and I, I love thought you were saying we both as in two people in this room. And I was like, who did Drew? Yeah, play? <laughs> I wonder, yeah me too. I was like, I wonder who it is. No, she, all okay. of us can both. <laughs> um, and, but, and I just like, but I don't know. I'm losing hope that this like franchise is ever going to like really grow. Okay. I love to call it a franchise. If you are doing an L word spinoff, not the Ooh. farm, which already existed and not Gen Q, which is in fact yeah. kind of a spinoff, but well, I guess it's not. But I really think Gen Q has potential. I do too. Of course. But it had potential last year. And I do like these characters. And, and I do think they were doing a really good job. And I really just don't understand what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah, would I do a Lisa the lesbian. Uh, <laughs> sure. I want... Or the office, vampire. I want an office comedy of making the Alice show. That I feel like fun. hijinks occur. And you know she employs a ton of queer people. So there's yeah. all sorts of hookup drama. Oh yeah, that'd there. be like, cute. Sophie and Finley are not the only people... Make it out in the green, green room. room. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's really fun. Yeah. The misadventures of that guy who's getting her soup. I would, if Pippa leaves Bet, or if I guess Bet's already leaving Pippa or whatever is happening, I would follow Pippa around. I'd watch the Pippa show. Yeah. Honestly, I'm with Reese. I am not anti the Bet and Tina return. <laughs> I would watch it if it was, again, like I said, like finally some good fucking food. Like, I don't know. That stuff is more fun to me to watch and yell about and be annoyed about right. than no, of course. the rest of it. And so it's fun. It's right. Yeah. It, like, right. But here's, but the problem is that Pippa was not introduced as like, just like a hot person for Bet to like have this brief affair with. She was introduced to someone who was like opening Bet up to her blackness and her queerness. Yeah, that is, and, like, that's the problem. So that's the, where I the get problem is that Bet and Pippa's Tina. relationship was framed in this way that was like so heavy. And so then to not let that play out to then be fun. Right. is like it ruins it i mean yeah. and so then it then it's frustrating because yeah like okay bet and tina need to be together because of television rules like fine <laughs> there are other couples that i can be invested in it's just more the thing of being like oh then what was the point of right. all of that yeah which i know we all agree on but i'm just like <sighs> you know well, I do want to talk about how we're having we're having a fundraiser right now at Autostraddle. And if you have enjoyed this podcast and all of the many hours that we have put into analyzing this program for you, or even if you didn't enjoy the podcast, but for some reason are still listening to it, then I think that you should donate to our fundraiser. We have really great perks. We have really great content and stuff that's going to come out that is going to try to convince you to do it. And you should do it. You should just give us money because it costs money to make. Yes. 
independent queer media is really important because the kinds of conversations that we are having about this show and that we have about a lot of things aren't possible often when you don't have that sort of independence, but it requires money. Yes. So please, autostraddle.biz, please go and give us your money. Um, and then hopefully, you know, we will one day do this podcast again. Yeah. And if Andrew you- may or may not be on it. Carol will be installed but as Carol, host. If you like, if you if you liked when I was happy, but don't like when I'm critical, they do co-host the other Autostraddle podcast that also will potentially get more episodes if Autostraddle gets the money that we need in this fundraiser. So shout out to Wait Is This a Date, shout out to Autostraddle, shout out to Ellen Back, and shout out to you giving us money. Thank you guys for for listening to our podcast this season. Um, listen to Drew's podcast about dating. Um, follow me on Letterbox. Uh, follow <laughs> follow Anna on Letterbox, and um, you well, you know where I'll be forever and ever. That's all. We had fun. We promised we had fun. We hope you guys did. We too. did have fun. Yeah, and um, mm-hmm. I think everyone did okay. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of To Ellen Back Generation Q, one of two podcasts brought to you by Autostrada.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at to Ellen Back, and you can also email us at to Ellen Backcast at gmail.com. Don't forget, we also have a hotline. Yes, it still exists. Give us a call, leave us a message, or just give us a piece of your mind. You can reach us at 971-217-6130. We also have merch. Head over to store.autostraddle.com. There are Bet Porter for President t-shirts. There are two Ellen Beck stickers and lots of other simply iconic Autostraddle merchandise. Our theme song is by the talented B. Sedwell. Our brand new two Ellen Beck Generation Q logo is by the incredible Jackie Co. Jackie is so, so talented and you should definitely go check out her work. I've linked her website and socials in the show notes. And definitely let us know if you want us to make stickers of the new logo because I think those would look pretty sick. This episode was produced, edited, and mixed by me, Lauren Klein. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Taylor Klein and on Twitter at LT Klein. You can follow Drew everywhere at Draw Gregory. That's Drew in the present tense. You can follow Annalisa on Instagram at Analoka with two A's and on Twitter at Analoka with one A and an underscore. You can follow our in-house Elward Savant and living legend Reese Bernard everywhere at Ottowin. Autostraddle is at Autostraddle. And of course, the reason why we are all here, Autostraddle.com. Okay, so sticking with the trend of last week with our now full of intention L words, we are going to end this episode with an L word that describes what we thought of this episode. So Drew, Reese, and Elisa, what are your L words? Mine is leaving because if they don't get their act together, (laughs) I'm leaving. That's good. (laughs) Mine is lactose intolerant um, oh. because because I think that maybe Tom is lactose intolerant and that's why she sent gummies because there were no lac there wasn't any lactose oh. in the gummies. Mm. Oh, the only word I can think of that starts with L is lasagna. And so now <laughs> here's my improv on how that relates to this season and Great. next. Um, well, a lasagna is some good food, and you know what I would love. Next season is good food from this show. And you know what? I had some of this season, some good food. Yeah. Yeah. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way. It's the way.